Many organizations struggle when it comes to communicating and realizing their business strategies. Many workers don't even understand the strategies in their own company. Welcome to the North Star with William Ulrich. Find out where your organization stands, what you might be doing right, and where you can improve. Now, here's your host, William Ulrich. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, William Ulrich. You're listening to the North Star. Feel free to contact me by email, LinkedIn, or at my website, tacticalstrategygroup.com. Today, we'll be discussing the business architect, what HR and hiring managers need to know with my guests, Kelly Eckmeyer and Teresa Garcia-Holm. Kelly Eckmeyer is VP at PNC Bank, team lead for enterprise enterprise business architecture, and co-chair of PNC's business architecture community of practice. Kelly is a certified business architect and a PNC certified women's business advocate. Teresa Garcia-Holm is a strategy consultant in the operations transformation group at Wells Fargo, focused on advancing holistic optimized designs to deliver on strategic objectives. Teresa is also a CBA and serves on the Central Iowa Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee. Kelly and Teresa co-chair the Business Architecture Guild's Financial Services Business Architecture Reference Model Team, which delivers a business architecture baseline that financial institutions can use to accelerate deployment. Kelly and Teresa are leading voices in the field of business architecture. You can reach Kelly at K Eckmeyer, that's K-E-C-K-M-A-Y-E-R 2395 at gmail.com. And Teresa at Teresa T-E-R-E-S-A underscore Garcia, G-A-R-C-I-A 9596 at yahoo.com. You can find links to the content relevant to today's discussion on my North Star Radio Show page and my website, tacticalstrategygroup.com. Kelly and Teresa, welcome to the North Star. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Bill. Uh, if listeners aren't familiar, and maybe some, probably most are, but uh, can you just give us a quick uh, overview, uh, Kelly, of PNC Bank? We'll start there. Absolutely. A PNC is one of the top five banks nationally, and we offer a wide range of services for all customers, from individuals and small businesses to corporations and government entities. Okay. And uh, Teresa for Wells Fargo? Yeah. So Wells Fargo is a global financial services uh, organization with uh, five major business groups from wealth management to commercial banking, consumer lending. Um, We have a myriad of products from uh, individual um, consumer small business banking accounts, commercial accounts, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, lending products as well. So, uh I think this is very relevant to our discussion today. Your your uh, your roles over at um, at at the your various financial institutions. So Kelly, uh, your role over at PNC Bank. Can you describe that? Yes, and my organization organization I uh, support the development of the bank's enterprise strategy and application portfolio, uh, coaching business partners um, with their goals. Okay, and Teresa. Yeah, so um, I'm in the operations transformation group, and um, I help that group really understand what their strategic objectives are, and then align, you know, tactical demand um, against that those strategic objectives. Okay, uh, so for new listeners um, that maybe haven't had any background on business architecture, can you give us uh, just your brief 
uh, overview or on business architecture and also uh, what it's used for? Either one Bill, can start. Bill, I, uh, I actually steal this from you every time, uh, that business architecture is the Rosetta Stone. Uh, because business architecture articulates and guides the business and operating model, uh, people, processes, technology, um, and organizational change and investments in response to disruptive forces and towards achieving targeted business outcomes. Okay. Teresa? Yeah, th this is Teresa. Yeah, well said, um, Bill and Kelly. Uh, what I would just add to that, it's, it's a principle-based framework that really allows you to um, have a holistic end-to-end -end view, both internal and external of your organization, and really understand all the components and how they interrelate. Yeah, it's, it's that bringing that visibility, right, to the, mm -hmm. uh, to the overall ecosystem. And that, that's, I think, you know, a lot of people don't get that, but that's, that's the role. And it, it's, a, it's a challenging one. And uh, we're going to talk all about that here today. Uh, so we often mention the business architect or the, uh, those practicing business architecture. We kind of look at it sometimes as a singular or monolithic role, but, but that's not typically the case. So uh, there's really a variety of things that business architects do. Can you um, sort of run those through for us? Yeah, this is Teresa. I'll, I'll start. Um, so one of the first things I think that's really important, we kind of touched on that, is that the business architect will help to really um, crystallize what those strategic goals and objectives are, and then under help you understand what are what's the value that you're delivering and build out um, what we call value stream. So you really understand the end-to-end -end perspective because that's really important context for driving out the the work and the scope that you're doing. Um, and then we help to look at you know common capabilities. Often you, you've got a large enterprise and people are speaking different languages. And so you want to be able to help to um, develop a common language, business friendly, so that you can help to drive, you know, what are those, you know, projects, initiatives? How do you invest? How do you make sure you measure the outcomes? And then just really look across your organization and, and be able to understand, well, what, what organizations are impacted? How do we need to govern information and policies and like every aspect of your organization, um, again, just to make sure that it's um, working towards what your company's objectives are. Right. And then, and then taking, uh, you know, along those lines with that common language is typically through uh, capabilities, uh, using the terms in, um, you know, in, in, again, in business terms. And we'll, you know, really, because we are almost like a liaison between business and technology, we're, um, we're trying to refine and, and mature the level of collaboration between teams and then helping to drive strategy. Yeah. yeah. So can I add something on Please, to that? Yeah, because, go ahead. Yeah, Kelly, I think you bring up a good point that we're often the liaison with technology. And so part of what we have to do is once that vision is understood is that we have to sort of shepherd it right through execution and work with a lot of different disciplines. You know, your data architects, your product owners, if you're doing agile, your risk partners. So I think that uh, part of it is, is really important, Kelly, so you, as you pointed out. Right. So um, I, I know business architects, folks that are practicing it in a, in a truest sense, are real sticklers about 
language and terminology and definitions, right? It's, it's, uh, we, 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 we don't let a conversation pass unless we have clear understanding of what people are actually trying to say, right? Yeah, almost to the annoyance, right? Now. Right, yeah, right. We can very be, academic. Yeah, yeah, the business architects can be annoying in a meeting. What do you mean by service? Can you explain that? Yeah. Um, and, and to that point, right, the business architects also, you know, they carry with them this, this sort of, uh, you know, vocab- generalized vocabulary of, of the business, which, which is great. Mm-hmm. So what are some of, the, um, some of the skills you see then that would be aligned a, a more to those kind of those roles and responsibilities? I think for, for our organization in particular, being able, again, to speak the language of the business, but then also being able to speak to technology and, and maybe not have the technical expertise, but be able to at least um, consume the information to relay it in uh, a meaningful way to the business would, would be uh, a major a major skill that, um, that I, I think that, that that level of communication that the business architects bring to the table. Yeah, and I think in addition, um, just starting with the basics of, you know, business architecture and, and understanding, you know, what are capabilities? What, what's a value stream? Um, how do you define what metrics are and how you, you know, need to align against those? Um, you also, I would say, have to be very skilled just um, in strategic planning and working and communicating with executives in order to be able to uh, translate what those strategies are. Um, And then because you have to work with so many other disciplines, um, you know, you've got to be, you know, fairly familiar with, you know, how does business architecture connect with customer journeys and, you know, how do you measure customer satisfaction um, you, you've got to understand the other aspects of the organization, you know, like I said, risk. And so those are some skills, um, but starting with the basics, understand value streams, understand capabilities. Yeah. And, and I see with business architects in practice, uh, you know, they might have a, a, a morning meeting with uh, a group of analysts. They might have some kind of midday <laughs> meeting with uh, the customer experience team. You know, then they may be talking to, you know, at some point, some, some of the uh, uh, technology architects, and then, you know, close out the day by talking to some executive about where they're going, right? They have to really be able to move across all these different parts of the organization. Yeah, the, the, that's where the, that communication and that ability to collaborate is, is absolutely key. And again, you know, echoing what Teresa had said earlier, having the ability to standardize all of, mm-hmm. of that language, and again, Rosetta Stone, right? Uh, be able <laughs> to, to synthesize what's being said in, in a meaningful way mm-hmm. for, for all parties. Yeah, it, and each of those groups too, Bill, to your point, they, they have their own language, right? Mm-hmm. So an executive um, thinks, you know, concept, big picture, then you've got requirements analysts who are thinking more, you know, detail about user acceptance, um, you've got project teams that are thinking more about, you know, you know, project plans and, you know, product owners of roadmap. So you have to be sort of a chameleon and yeah. be able to fit in in all those different environments. Yeah. Now, now there's sort of the flip side of this one. And, you know, we'll talk more about, you know, job descriptions and things like that as we go today. But there is a flip side where there's, there's also 
uh, things that, you know, you wouldn't necessarily expect a business architect to know, right? Like on the super, super technical side, for example. Uh, <laughs> is, that, is that something that, that you uh, see or experience out there? For for our our side, I you know absolutely seeing that that um, that solution architecture or the technical um, ar- architecture, both the the breadth and the depth, mm-hmm. um, to to be able to to almost get into a level of, of development and coding, to to have that knowledge base is is something that I I wouldn't expect um, from a business architect. Not saying a solution architect couldn't become a business architect. Because that's absolutely possible if they can speak the business's language and can communicate and take things up a level to um, you know, to talk through strategy. Uh, and uh, others would be um, project management. Mm-hmm. That's that often is is brought up as well as um, you know the requirement solicitation that that comes into play with like business analysts. That again, business analysts, a nice trajectory is to go from business analysis to, to business architecture, but y- you leave some things along the way, right? Uh, the, that, that depth uh, the, the, of those skills, we, we transfer those to, to more of a strategic um, vision. Yeah, Kelly, you, you hit on a lot of them um, that you shouldn't expect your business architects to to be able to do, you know, code development or, you know, run the project like a PM or the other thing I've seen quite often is, you know, customer experience, like, you know, building out journey maps. I'm like, sure, as a business architect, you need to know how value streams and customer journey maps connect, um, but you shouldn't expect them to do that. And um, quite frankly, I think when we see those types of um, job postings that expect a business architecture to, um, architect to do that, do those types of roles, in my opinion, it feels like it undermines the quality of and the, you know, the uh, need of those types of jobs. It's like, how can you expect someone to do both of those and do them well? So I think it's really just important to um, for business architects to, to uh, stay in their lane, but um, and then those roles as well, but really to understand how they they work that um, inter- interdisciplinary alignment is important. Yeah, that that's good practice advice. And somebody raised this to me this week in a workshop, and uh, uh, she said, you know, is this? It's a full time job, right? And I said, yeah, right, it is a full time job. And she says. I have two other jobs in addition to being a business architect. She says, I'm supposed to be a solution architect. And I said, well, it's, it's, you know, you probably, it's hard to do any job well if it's not your actual full-time job, right? So right. Do, you, do you bump into that or have you seen like this? Uh, and I don't know that you have the issue at your places, but, you know, that people are like, you're going to do this. Oh, and you got to run a project, which Teresa, you just kind of mentioned, right? Yeah, yeah, go no, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yes, I do. I do see that. I do hear that some business architects in the industry are expected to do, you know, that because th- there's a perception that it, you know, it shouldn't take a lot of work to do business architecture, or maybe the impression is the other job is, is pretty light. So yeah. I, I do see that, but you're right. You can't do both of them and it should be a full-time job to do it well. Right, and that's that's where I I, I definitely have, have seen in practice that that you you have you know a, a certain it, it, there's there's a, a you know a, a V8 vibe to <laughs> to business architecture where you know we 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 wear many hats, but 
hopefully they're they're all within that umbrella of the discipline of business architecture. What what does get convoluted is is when there's the expectation to solution um, beyond that, and and then talking through again the development and execution. Those those are where. Uh, you know, we have business architects in, in our organization that fall in the technology teams and and are doing development work and, and bringing things into production. Right. Uh, it's yeah. So the the job title uh, at your organization, for example, uh, does does it uh, and <laughs> we're actually going to go to break in a in a minute, but uh, um, uh, we'll probably pick up this on the other side, but the job titles that, that I've seen out there, they, they, they vary widely. I mean, you can look at job boards, you can look internally at companies, uh, but, but uh, I think when we get back from break, we'll probably talk about, uh, get into job titles and, and what exactly is going on out there for as far as people's job titles go. Uh, so you're listening to North Star. I'm William Ulrich. We're discussing the business architect and what HR and hiring managers need to know with my guests, Kelly Eckmeyer and Teresa Garcia-Holm. And we'll be right back after a short break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you having trouble articulating your strategic objectives? Not sure if your program investments are aligned to your strategic vision? Wondering why your six, seven, and eight-figure program investments seem to evaporate into thin air, even as your business teams are left to add more people, take on more risk, and take heat from unhappy customers? Tactical Strategy Group's William Ulrich can help ensure that your strategic objectives translate into sustainable, successful investments. For more information, visit our website at tacticalstrategygroup.com. Business news and discussions are always changing. In order to stay ahead of the game, sometimes you need to be a follower. You can follow the Voice America Business Channel on Twitter at VoiceAMBusiness. Again, that's at VoiceAMBusiness. And stay current. Your organization is spending seven, eight, or even nine figures annually on transformation programs. And you're questioning the bottom line business value. You were told not to worry. We've engaged the best system integrators, and they said all is well. Has your IT organization become a black box where money goes in, but nothing comes out? Tactical Strategy Group's William Ulrich has seen every side of this story, from upfront happy talk to painful post-mortems. Find out what's really going on. Visit tacticalstrategygroup.com and ask about TSG's Transformation Oversight Service. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to the North Star. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to wmmulrich at tsgconsultinginc.com. That's wmmulrich at tsgconsultinginc.com. Now, back to the North Star. Here again is William Ulrich. Welcome back to the North Star. I'm William Ulrich. We're discussing the business architect, what HR and hiring managers need to know with my guests, Kelly Eckmeyer and Teresa Garcia-Holm. Right before break, uh, we were just about to jump into the discussion of of job titles and sort of the merry-go-round of job titles that are out there for business architects. So, uh, what, what have you uh, what have you seen out there, at least in your organizations, maybe other places? 
Yeah, I'm seeing a, a mixture of um, just, you know, straight, you know, just business architect, sometimes with a qualifier like senior business architect or enterprise business architect, which I like because that signals that the from scope of your work is the entire enterprise. And then the other thing I see is um, anytime I see some sort of uh, qualifier in front of it, like IT um, business architect, which is sort of an oxymoron because I'm like, well, business architect yeah shouldn't be specific to IT, or you'll see something like customer experience, business architect. So sort of having um, uh, limiting or relegating the focus to a you know specific area. So I, I just see a whole mixed bag, um, which can be dangerous because then, you know, the description or responsibilities um, can either be too broad or too narrow. So very important to get the job titles uh, right and consistent. Yeah, and I, I even see the, the significant difference in the job titles, you know, not only across organizations, but even within the same organization, you'll see that, that reuse of, of the, the job title with, with different competencies associated. Yeah, it, it seems like every time they try to qualify it, uh, it becomes a problem. Because, <laughs> I, and one of the things, and, and I think that there's a little bit of a, um, and, and I don't think it's intentional, but there's this underlying uh, siloed thinking that uh, sort of permeates most organizations, including like the people that come up with job titles. And so it's like, well, they're a business architect, but we're going to box them into this little little space or this little corner of this little topic area, right? So, you know, when we were, we were just talking at break about uh, some of the different strange titles that are out there that, that, that people append you know, they either stick it in the middle or they, they append it to the back. Uh, Kelly, you were mentioning the cloud business architect, right? Um, it's right. like, what does that mean? <laughs> exactly. And, and then like with that particular job title that when I looked at it, it was, you know, looking for technical expertise, eight years of technical expertise in, in solution and enterprise architecture. There was nothing about the business <laughs> involved with, um, with that particular title. So, um, or with that, that particular job. So it, it I, I understand the, the desire for to, to throw business there in, in those other positions because I think it, it, it gives or affords the, the organization a level of freedom to throw those many hats in the direction of the, um, of the employee. And, and I, I also think it's, it's still, you know, a relatively new in the origins of, of business architecture with it, you know, what uh, originating in what the 1980s. So it, it's still relatively new when in, in comparison to, to other positions and, and other disciplines. So it, it feels at times that with a lot of the roles that it's almost like a buzzword to, to draw in more candidates. Right. Um, you know, I don't understand why they just, they just don't say cloud specialist or, you know, cloud expert. I mean, it's, is that, you know, throwing the word business in there, I can't see that it helps anybody's cause. The, the, the hiring people, the person trying to get the job, or one, a couple of guys were telling me a couple of months ago at a, at a working session we were doing that, you know, they couldn't tell the difference between their two job titles. And the, the word business and the word architect was in there, but there were a bunch of other words. And the descriptions kind of look the same. So they, people, I think, you know, one of the things I think you run into 
is there's an actual impact here that I don't think people realize uh, on, on the work people do or the responsibilities they have that's tied to their titles, right? Do you see that? Yeah, Bill, I, I do. Um, because the job title, one or two things will happen, right? So if the job title is you know, too narrowly focused about just doing business architecture, let's say for digital or just mm-hmm. for something like customer, you're going to lose the impact because it should expand beyond, you know, it should be the scope of your entire organization and help to buy, create that connective tissue. Or the other thing is if it's um, too broad and they put a whole bunch of other things in it, you're gonna have the risk of overlapping with somebody else's job responsibilities. So it's either too narrow or too broad. And so just um, getting clear um, about the business architecture role, which does bring unique capabilities or I shouldn't say unique skill set and competencies to an organization that you likely don't have. So I think it's really important that we get this right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I look at that even compared to like a strategy and innovation role that that is has that vision of, of really focusing in on strategy, but it's absent of the business architecture practice and, and looking at, at where there are some synergies between the positions there, there is still, you know, differentiators and, um, and, and it, it does add a level of complexity to your point where, where we have the, the potential for um, duplicative efforts or redundancies within an organization. You both spoke about uh, working in, this, in different strategy type roles. You know, if, if, I'm, if I'm running a, a strategic planning meeting, if I'm a senior business executive, and I see the word cloud, IT, network, or any other combination <laughs> of tech stuff in somebody's title, they're not coming to my meeting. Um, and, mm. and right, so, you know, I might invite, you know, some, some sort of, in, while the business architect is in a perfect world supposed to be there, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so I think it, it, some of these job titles, uh, whether the person is practicing it effectively or not, you know, they're, it's, it's undermining their ability to actually do work. Is that, do, do you, would you see that or expect that? Yeah, yeah, it's, I yeah, it's it's been it's been one of those you know situations where it's yeah to get a seat at the table, you know it, it they there are people that do just look at the job titles or where you are sitting in an organization and and those those absolutely impact you know that um, that direct line to to the business like for a business architect because uh, you know with like within our organization we sit within technology so naturally we're put in with all the technologists and and so it it does you know make it difficult to act on the the full value proposition that business architects can offer Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bill, and I agree, you bring up an interesting point about how your title can impact whether you get invited to the table or not. So when you're doing strategic planning, right, you're typically working with senior executive leaders. And so they're like, well, we want to talk about vision and strategy first. And if you've got something like, you know, business capability or process um, business architecture, they're like, well, we're not there yet. So we don't need that role at the table. 
Or if you talk about, like you put IT in front of it, they're like, we're not ready to talk about the technology aspect of it. So right. I think it is, can be very, very um, limiting and impact your ability to um, be um, represented at the right strategic uh, planning and transformation meetings. So we see these issues reflected in, um, in job openings and career postings, right? Um, and we, we've, been, we've been sort of kicking that around here uh, with us before the show. Uh, but I see all kinds of sort of uh, things out there that it's like, well, I can't even sort of figure out what they are. The business architect transformation lead. It's like, okay, they can lead transformation, but that's not all they do. And are we boxing them in? Or the, you know, the uh, Kelly, you mentioned the cloud business architect um, I saw one posting the other day on, a, on one career center. It said the small business architect. I don't know what that means. I don't think it's a small business. So, so it's, like the, it's like, I don't know who came up, came up with that one. Uh, and and that, that just seemed weird. But uh, you guys have seen probably, uh, you know, whether it's in career centers or just other job postings or uh, things maybe out of your own organization, uh, where the, the, what they're asking for, the titles seem a little odd, right? Yeah, the, um, I, I think, you know, for those, those postings, what, even if the titles, you can get past the titles, it's, it's those um, roles and responsibilities and, and the competencies that are associated that really start to, to create this, the soup where, where we're losing that, that in, in it's, it's almost like diluting that main ingredient of business architecture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I, I tend to see those, um, as you mentioned earlier, Bill, like the qualifiers, um, you know, a capability, you know, business architect or some other, something else that kind of limits what they would, mm-hmm. um, the responsibilities of that. So do, I do see that within um, my and other organizations as well. Yeah. And I think what that can do is uh, really undermine an organization's ability to attract the right kind of talent, right? Because mm-hmm. if, if a real business architect sees these, right, all of a sudden the red flags are going to go up. It's like, well, I'm not going to apply to that because they don't actually understand what the job is. So why would I, why would I want, and I, I've talked to a number of business architects that have switched jobs because they said they just don't understand what the role is. And it seems like you would do some research before you created a new job title on exactly what the roles and responsibilities would be from an industry perspective, as opposed to maybe just talking to your CIO and saying, what would you, what, what kind of skills do you want? And well, of course, they're going to tell you, you know, this, 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 and this, right. And, and in reality, um, you know, it's not really reflective. So, um, so where would you, you know, suggest that people target their efforts to kind of address some of these uh, uh, misleading roles and responsibilities? I mean, it, it, it's, it seems like it would, HR would be involved and in I don't think, I don't want to say it's just HR, but where would you guys target yeah. those? Well, I'm going to put in a plug for the Business Architecture Guild. So, um, <laughs> you know, you know, get um, membership to um, associations like the Business Architecture Guild in our in that you have access to lots of wealth plethora of information 
um, within our what we lovingly called our BizBak, which is our business um, architecture book of knowledge. There's a section that talks about the role of a business architect. What are the skills um, and competencies? And so there's um, g- good information out there that um, you know hiring managers, HR people can um, access. Um, so I would say that that I think is really a critical um, next step for for consistency and like you said around attracting the right talent. Right, and in education, you know, educating these these um, you know hiring department managers. There, that's I, I'm sure they just look and say, yeah, that's kind of it. We'll go with it, you know, because it, it's already what's mm-hmm. you know available in in their you know job library. So it's it is educating the you know the the managers and HR leadership on on the ramifications of mm-hmm. of looking for this particular word you know because we have so much is automated now that that it's just looking for keywords and resumes mm-hmm. and and to to you know sift through applicants and if if you're looking for IT architecture is, you know, is, is one of the competencies, then it's going to search for IT architecture and it, it may come up nil, you know, where you have qualified business architects that would be able to fulfill that position. Yeah, I think people need to be specific. I mean, I, I am a, a huge proponent of having a strong set of solution architects, but I'm not going to stick that part of that job title inside of the business architect title because they're, they're different responsibilities, right? And, and you do have different, and the other, the other thing that I see is um, some organizations have gone sort of architect title uh, wild. I have never, you know, there's one organization I'm thinking of. It's like, they must have a hundred different variations of titles with the word architect in there. And, you know, I don't know that all of them are architectural roles in, in reality, right? Um, I don't know if you see that. Is there, is there a lot of variation uh, that you've seen out there? I, I know from from my perspective, it's I think it's just to get to a certain pay scale. Mm-hmm. That's that's where some of the the titles come in. It's like okay, if it, you're an individual contributor, and we're expecting you to hit, be at X range, then we've got to throw architect on the title. Right. <laughs> you know, this just you know happens, right? 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 Just the the nature of again working with with HR leaders. So. Um, you know, one of the things is uh, if we want to talk about titles, I mean, business architect, obviously the title, uh, senior business architect could theoretically be a reasonable title, right? But um, would your advice be to try to keep it simple, uh, at least in the early stages? Yeah, I, I don't see any, I do think it's keep it simple, business architect, um, c- senior or enterprise business architect. I don't mm-hmm. see any concern um, in my view because you may um, have a, a need to have a higher level, uh, more experience because of the breadth um, and however many business architects are covering your organization. But I would just recommend, um, you know, steer away from the qualifiers or um, any you know other adjectives on your your business yeah. architecture role? I, I right. agree with. That. Yeah, a prime example of that is you know prior to um, being with with my my current organization, I was with an organization that referred to me as a business process architect, and I mean that was it was just what I was called. It's like you know, whatever, whatever you need to call me. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. 
It doesn't yeah. change my scope of work, but it, at the same time, to try and backfill the position is, is going to lead to challenges. So one of the things I was, I was talking to somebody last year at, a, at an event and a couple of years, I guess every time, time's flying quickly here, a couple of years ago at an event when they used to have events. Uh, and, and she had indicated that, you know, when she talks to people coming into the her area of the organization, she says, are, are you comfortable with, uh, detail. Do you like having like real specific um, uh, guidelines or, or real specific things to do? Real, you know, and and really, you know, delving into that detail and doing those kinds of things. And if the answer is yes, she says, you know, business architecture may not be for you because you're mm-hmm. going to get sidetracked so often in mm-hmm. delving into that detail that you you're, you're going to continuously lose track of the forest for the trees, right? So uh, there's different traits that you see in business architects. Is that, uh, you know, what, what are your, some of your thoughts there? Yeah, I think some of the traits, um, you, you have to be comfortable with um, knowing there's a lot of detail, there's going to be a sea of information, um, and you won't be able to analyze it all, but you do need to understand it and be able to emerge from those details with patterns. How do you synthesize that? How do you come up with the concepts? Um, how do you think holistically about, you know, the the organization? You have to be good at, you know, um, the dot connector. You got to be able to understand how things all connect and, um be really good, I think, at, um, you know, communicating and influencing. But yeah, you, I, I just detailed oriented. Um, mm-hmm. You have to be a critical thinker and have enough about information to think critically, but not be one who has to analyze um, all the detail. I would say you should also be able to give direction for people who may have to do the analysis for you. So you've got to help with those type, that type of direction. Um, Kelly, Kelly, I'm going to pick this up on the other side of the break. So we'll uh, just hold your answer for a couple minutes. Uh, you're listening to the North Star. I'm William Ulrich. We're discussing the business architect, what HR and hiring managers need to know with my guests, Kelly Eckmeyer and Teresa Garcia-Holm. And we'll be right back after a short break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your organization is spending seven, eight, or even nine figures annually on transformation programs, and you're questioning the bottom line business value. You were told not to worry. We've engaged the best system integrators, and they said all is well. Has your IT organization become a black box where money goes in, but nothing comes out? Tactical Strategy Group's William Ulrich has seen every side of this story, from upfront happy talk to painful post-mortems. Find out what's really going on. Visit tacticalstrategygroup.com and ask about TSG's Transformation Oversight Service. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Looking to enhance your business architecture skills, become a certified business architect, or align your team to a common approach? 
Check out Business Architecture Associates. Industry pioneers and co-founders Wendy Keene and William Ulrich have trained thousands of business professionals, turning beginners into practitioners and practitioners into experts. BAA offers in-house and public business architecture training for individuals and organizations with more than 20 courses to choose from, including the Business Architecture Bootcamp, popular mini-course series, and custom workshops. BAA can create a learning path for you and your organization. Why learn from the rest when you can learn from the best? Check out BAA's course offerings at businessarchitectureassociates.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to the North Star. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to WMMULRIC at TSGConsultingInc.com. That's WMMULRIC at TSGConsultingInc.com. Now, back to the North Star. Here again is William Ulrich. Welcome back to the North Star. I'm William Ulrich. You can reach me by LinkedIn email or at my website. We're discussing the business architect, what HR and hiring managers need to know with my guests, Kelly Eckmeyer and Teresa Garcia-Holm. Kelly, we were just about to talk uh, about, or we were in the middle of talking about some different kinds of traits uh, that business architects would bring to the table. Uh, things that uh, hiring managers in HR probably should should think about or look for, right? Uh, I, and, and I think it's great what Teresa had mentioned about critical thinking because you want the critical thinking, but you also want to be comfortable with the gray, the ambiguity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so we've, well, we've like inherited um, some design things thinking approaches um, to strategy just to, to try to sit in it a little bit and, <laughs> and be comfortable with that ambiguity. Other things that, um, that I, I think are, are traits for, um, for business architects would be, are, are you, you know, a collaborator, a human communicator, a collaborator? Uh, a lot of times you have to be a politician. Yeah. That's, um, that's, that's definitely um, been a, a, you know, a, a challenge that, that you, you have to be able to resolve that conflict. And, and so being a politician really helps. Another is, is being an influencer. You, you, you aren't just a note taker. <laughs> you know? So to be able to, to guide and, and, and hopefully bring, um, you know, bring the, draw out the, the strategy out of your business partners or, you know, whatever those um, potential um, you know, potential opportunities may be. You know, it's it's not always just again not a note taker. You're not um, you're not just a, a mediator. You're doing more. You're you're you are influencing. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing um, I've noticed is I've worked with folks, and you know, coming into some place, or I'm, you know, sometimes I end up working with other consultants side by side, and you know, somebody who's been in the field for thirty plus years. Um, they, they know everything and more than anybody else knows. And they're not necessarily open to um, sort of new ideas. And I think that a business architect has to always be sort of exploring and thinking. Now, while you need to have that sort of stable framework in the back of your mind in terms of how you work, the other, the other thing is, you know, don't, don't necessarily uh, shut things off. Uh, that might be different than than what you knew, right? Or what you brought to the table that in your, 
you know, experiences for the last 30 years. Because while that experience is great, right, you also have to be able to um, be open to, uh, you know, new ideas and how new things work, right? Agreed. And Bill, actually, in our uh, business architecture book of knowledge, again, through X, um, which people can access um, through their membership with the Business Architecture Guild, it talks about not having an ego, right? You've got to mm, yeah. be able to recognize um, that this uh, doing business architecture is going to require a lot of collaboration and a lot of answers are coming from different uh, people. Mm. Um, the, also, to your point about adaptability, because you the framework is great and people like and need structure, but it also needs to be adaptable to your business um, and you need to be able to, it's got to be usable. So I think those are really um, two important uh, mm -hmm. skills or competencies to have as well, or traits, I should say. Yeah, you know, if you're successful as a business architect, uh, you're probably not going to get credit for it, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like all of a sudden strategies are going to start being executed more quickly, deliverables are going to start running more smoothly, Projects are going to stop getting canceled as often as they get canceled. Uh, you know, those kind of things are going to happen and everybody else is going to get credit for that. Probably except, you know, customers are going to be happier and, and you're the last person on the list that they're probably going to thank for it. Right. So it, everybody listening out there, if you're thinking about a career in it, just, um, you know, if you're looking for glory, it may not be the one that you're uh, necessarily looking for. <laughs> Um, there's a lot of job openings, at least in, I've, I've looked at a career center this week, uh, just kind of in, in prep for this conversation. It, it seems to me, and I also talk to a lot of firms and companies out there, both consulting firms and otherwise, and there seems to be, you know, almost everybody I talk to, and maybe they're real jobs and maybe they're, you know, you know they're not real business architecture jobs, but there does seem to be in general uh, career openings, right? So I'm wondering from your organization's perspective, what you guys have seen. Yeah, I, I think that there's, there's absolutely um, been an, an, you know, a plethora of openings mm -hmm. and across not, not only, um, you know, not only limiting to business architecture, but just across the board mm -hmm. because I think uh, in terms of, you know, more of a strategic thinking and, and, and those big picture thinkers, we, we need more of that. And, and the organizations are now seeing the benefits of, of having those roles. And so I'm, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm, I you know LinkedIn is great for a lot of things, but recruiters are rampant. <laughs> and, and, you know, then, so it's, it's like repeatedly, oh, I saw your profile. I saw this, you know, you know, this would be a great opportunity for you. And it's like, where'd this come from? <laughs> yeah. But it, it's just, they're, they're absolutely building out more and more positions, not only just in consulting firms, but across, you know, uh, across you know, a variety of, of disciplines. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I too, Kelly, am seeing quite a few and get uh, get tapped from those recruiters just because, again, the keyword search matched and they're like, mm -hmm. oh, um, so and I am I'm seeing I do. I did see quite a few um, business architect um, positions open on. Was it Glass, get Glassdoor and LinkedIn? Um, we've got a few internally um, here as well. Um, internal postings at Wells Fargo, as well as you can see the ones that external, you guys can all see those. Um, 
So I, it, it feels to me like the demand is, is growing for business architects, um, for sure. And the job descriptions, you know, I'm starting to see things like, you know, um, you know develop multi-dimension views, blueprints, value streams. So it's, you know, I'm starting to see some of the consistent language in some of the, the um, job openings, but it, it definitely seems to be a growing demand for business architects. Yeah. I, I, in terms of bringing people in, I, I do tell people, a lot of organizations, they should look internally uh, for talent because there are people working in a lot of organizations that, that may have these traits and skills. And, you know, frankly, if, if they know your business, that's a big bonus uh, if, if they already have background. Uh, so I do tell a lot of organizations, and, and I know that a lot of organizations do internal po job posting. So I think that that's a great idea. I'm just wondering if they're communicating the um, the opportunity well is is I guess my question. I, I don't know what you've seen in your internal postings. You, you think they're, you know, it, does it look like it's enticing uh, for people to check out? Well, it's, it's difficult because everything is so automated. Yeah. <laughs> and so the, the people who are doing business architecture are often without that title, to your point, mm. but they may not even know that that's what they're doing as mm. business architecture because they don't have the language. And so, um, you know, we've, we've made a conscious effort, you know, with our community of practice, our business architecture community of practice to take and, and look beyond just the titles to really look at the, the work set of, of individuals and to bring them in and educate them so that they can have that language and understand where their opportunities lie. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of them are, business analysts. They're senior business analysts and they're so they're given more of the strategic work and and they have those um, the the that big picture mindset and and can, you know, resolve conflict. So, you know, again, being a politician and and having those skills, some of those soft skills you are, are a little bit harder to, to learn. And so to take those, those people in those roles, like even like a, a process improvement, you know, um, person, you know, specialist, that, that they, they may have those skills that will translate over to business architecture. One of the things that, um, that maybe is missing out there is there are a, there is, there is a set of skills, right, with that uh, sort of a minimum set. You both have, uh, you both have gotten your uh, certified business architect certifications. Uh, and, and that, what that does is it determines whether or not you have that collective set of sort of minimized minimal skills. And I know you, you guys have been CBAs for a long time, uh, but, but that does, that certification does uh, provide you with some understanding that the person has made an effort to sort of go through and learn yeah. what those skills are, because, you know, a lot of people are surprised when they first get into the field that there is this much uh, that, that, you know, when you talked about the BizBoc Guide and, and, and the Business Architecture Guild, but that there actually is rigor uh, under the covers. It's not, you're not, you're not just a, you know, uh, a, a nice person with good communication skills, right? You're, you're, you're a lot more than that. You actually understand and it's not just capabilities, right? There's, there's value streams and information concepts and organization maps. And then you get out into the product and strategy area and a lot of areas. And, and there is a baseline set of rigor. So would you recommend that people uh, look for that, that sort of baseline set of skills? 
Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think I, you know, being a certified business architect and and having had that, you know, gone through the the learning process and 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 taking the exam and and recertifying and learning, you know, continuing to learn, um, you know, through the Business Architecture Guild has has mm-hmm. been so valuable, and and it, it does provide a whole new insight to what business architecture is and and what it can offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I think having that um, understanding and having that those foundational skills about how do I take this very complex environment and understand how to organize it and simplify it? How do I keep help with you know, policies with our risk team? How do I help our data teams understand information concepts and how to elevate that? And then, you know, you've got your, like you said, organizations. How do I look at constructing all of the different business units and groups into some sort of organizational framework that can be repeatable and easy for everyone to understand? So there, and then the value streams are critical. Um, The capabilities that help companies um, uh, not like um, duplicate investments or rational to help us to rationalize IT um, architecture. So there's so much that is um, that you gain by just understanding the basics and then understanding again, how those components, how they all interconnect. So I do think that is a very important um, skill set or baseline uh, skills to bring to the table. So what would you both say to uh, any practice leaders, hiring managers, maybe HR teams that might be listening to this uh, going forward? Well, I I think for me that business architects don't have to be unicorns. Um, that would be a big one for me. I, again, that, that CBA qualification and, and strong soft skills, having um, big picture strategic thinking can go a long way. Uh, in, in the discipline, it, it, um, it can result in great success um, for an organization. Uh, you don't need technical and solution expertise. It's not necessary for a candidate as long as they can communicate with both the, um, the business and technology team. Yeah, similar. Um, definitely should certify, you know, have the business architecture certification. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Business, um, I think they should have pretty good business acumen, but I also warn that business architecture skills are transferable to other industries or sectors. Um, And so just, you know, to be careful about having too much um, constraints around, you know, having specific area of expertise because a good business architect can transfer. Right now I'm applying business architecture on the nonprofit boards um, and other things. So I, I think those are important. Uh, thank you both today. My guests have been Kelly Eckmeyer and Teresa Garcia-Holm. We've been discussing the business architect and what HR and hiring managers need to know. Uh, you can find links to the material on my website, tacticalstrategygroup.com. Thank you both for sharing your insights today. Uh, my show. Thank you. My show next week, uh, it is a hol- holiday in the U.S., so we'll be running an encore of Charting a Path to the North Star via strategy execution. Back live uh, December 2nd, where I'll be talking about quick wins, transforming organizations at the periphery. You've been listening to the North Star. I'm your host, William Mulrick. You can contact me by email, LinkedIn, or at my website. Thanks for joining me today, and I'll talk to you all next week.
Thank you for tuning in this week to the North Star. Please join host William Ulrich for another edition of the program next Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll continue our discussion on strategy execution then. 